This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilts Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, an IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. While the threats of the digital world are real, they're no match for an equipped parent. So today on Everyday Tech, we will discuss technology for teens. You can give us a call this morning at one eight seven seven mpb ring to ask any teen tech question or any general tech question. That's one 672 7464 Or you can email us at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the news. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From the MPB Think Radio, this is Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Wilt Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and IT instructor at Holmes Community College, and Jeremy Thompson, owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. One of the scariest moments in a parent's life is when their child pulls out the driveway for the first time behind the wheel without them, or when parents hear stories about a child lured away by an online stranger. Now, dangers are all around, but luckily, technology can play a role in helping us stay involved, stay connected, and stay safe. So today on Everyday Tech, we're going to discuss teen technology. So join our conversation at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four, and online at Everyday Tech at MPB Online. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Jeremy. <laughs> In the studio. I know. What's it's up? not a hologram. It's really <laughs> Jeremy. He's here. Hey, if we could just do it, we could work on that hologram technology. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> that would okay. be amazing. On we'll the call next, it Hudge. Yeah. Heads up, Jeremy. Yeah. I, I like this. Hey, I like on it. On the next Everyday Tech. Yes. Holograms. Okay. Well, you know what? We had a long weekend, guys. I enjoyed my Labor Day weekend. How was yours? I had oh. a great weekend. Oh, it was great. I didn't accomplish too much. Spent yeah. some time up Saturday at. Uh, Mississippi State. My kids were involved with the uh, MSU Honor Band up there, so okay. they got to march at halftime with them. And uh, and other than that, just kind of stayed really low key, ate a little bit too much. I think that's what you're supposed to do on a yeah. Saturday weekend. Yeah, right? if you don't do that, then it wasn't a successful weekend. Exactly. Exactly. I also had a successful weekend. I just played video games, took care of the wife. She was sick. And, uh, oh, yeah, I hung a shelf while I was uh, on my oh. vacation, too. So I even did a little husband duty in there. <laughs> got some extra brownie points dudes. with the wife. There you go. Yeah. Those are important. you got to build Very those up. Very important, yes. So, Jeremy, you actually do stuff like that. I'm thinking you're just tech, so you can hang a shelf? Yeah, absolutely. So we need to get just you on Fixing 101, huh? Take a few measurements, you know. <laughs> Put a stud in the wall, or find the stud in the wall, put the anchors in there, make sure the shelf doesn't fall. 
That's yeah. awesome. That's a good. Yeah. That's a really good feature for yeah. a shelf. But see, I learned that from my tech world, where you know I help people like hang TVs and stuff like that on the walls. So, that's what I was just know. about to say. Watch, and I know say, when Jeremy he does a uh, when he hangs a um, shelf, he has the electronic uh, stud finder and everything is like electronic. You really go in, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I, I don't have a stud finder right now, but, you know, that's easy enough to figure out where your stud <laughs> yeah. is. And if not, you always got the anchors, you know. But when it comes to hanging a TV and stuff like that, you know, there's a lot of errors that can be made, so you got to make sure you know what you're doing. Yeah, nothing the, like the seeing 65 brand new 65 inch crash. Yeah. Yep. The no. last one I had to hang, luckily, was already hung. I just had to replace the existing TV because my my client's house got struck by lightning and she lost her TV. So we had to put her a new one up. Oh, you were talking about that earlier. Mm-hmm. The lightning, how, how how strong lightning is and it messed up her whole house. Yeah. Almost, yeah. Uh, they said that when they heard it strike, it sounded like it had knocked a whole wall off in the house. They They, they expected to go outside and just see the whole side of the house just missing but uh she got zapped she lost her hot water heater her uh motor for her garage door her security system let's see there's something else in there besides the tv oh yeah the modem got zapped too so pretty much everything oh and the blu-ray player Ooh, yeah wow. yep and the worst Quite thing is, is that down the road she's going to probably see a few other things kind of prematurely fail uh, hopefully we nipped it all in the bud. Yeah. Um, it, everything was pretty obvious, but yeah, you're right. There could be those stragglers that just had like a component go out on them, and then they'll Dust gradually up. get worse and worse and worse. All hopefully right. not the coffee pot at 8 o'clock in the yeah. morning. That's the one you got to really watch I was going to say, with yeah. the exception of the refrigerator, I think she replaced most of the appliances oh, in her man. house. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Well, everybody, we know to be careful when you hear um, lightning and thunder and we have storms and we'll have our weather show next uh, week. So yes. stay tuned for that for Everyday uh, Tech, our weather storm show next week. But but, seeing as <laughs> how we might have some crazy weather in the meantime, yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, I always just go unplug it from the wall if I have any doubts whatsoever. Plus, I live in an older house that doesn't have the ground and all that. So, yep. yeah, when in doubt, pull it out. Okay, when yeah. in doubt, pull, That's pull right. it out. Okay, so we're going to go back to our subject. Now, listen, uh, it's a fact, guys, that teenage drivers account for more auto accidents than any other age group. But luckily, there's technology available to help keep our teen drivers safe. Now, I'm a teen mom. She's 13, and she's been talking about driving, driving, driving. Uh She's getting to that age. To that age. Not yet. Not yet, but she's almost there. So what are some features uh, that me and other parents can use to keep their teens safe while on the road? Well, you know, I have the 16-year-old, so he just went into the independent world. So we had that one year of permit. And by the way, my daughter's knocking on the edge of that in January. No. <laughs> January 3rd, she becomes 15, which means now she'll be under the permit. Um, one of the cool things that I really found out as my son was, was learning to drive, and, and you know, we're really lucky. He's He's got a pretty good head on his shoulders, but it's all about making those habits. And we see folks every morning in our morning commute that have bad habits. Um, you know, I can only imagine... I bet you you see really fun stuff driving up from Hattiesburg. I'm containing myself right now. I have a handful of people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was bad. 
And so our biggest concern with my son learning and then with my daughter upcoming learning was getting good habits. And the insurance companies, believe it or not, are actually helping out with this. With our insurance company, for example, we got a little device from them. It was free from them. It, it hooks into what's called the OBD. It's that computer connector. Called, it stands for onboard diagnostics. Same thing they plug into when they're trying to figure out, like, you know, engine codes and such. But it plugs in there. And what it does is it links up via Bluetooth to his phone. And it basically grades him. And now with the insurance company, over time, for doing good things, he gets graded high. He gets rewarded in his instant. You know, for him, he would actually get rewarded in Amazon gift cards. Okay. Kid's going to spend some money. But but for us parents, we get to link up to it as well. So we get to see things such as, is he hard accelerating, hard braking, hard turning? It, it's really, you know, we've got to realize all these cars now have computers on them since about the mid-90s, at least, if not earlier. And so it can tell you a lot of information. It can even tell you that the gas is getting low. You know I mean? Is he doing these things, but it's helping him to develop these habits, and it's also reporting them back to where my wife and I can see them so that we can actually discuss these things with him. And, you know, and happy to report, he does a really good job, and he's already earning some of those uh, perks. Some of those perks. Yeah. So it's good for him. It's going to help us out a little bit on insurance. It doesn't raise our insurance. That was a big concern we had at first. Like, look, if he, if he screws up, are we going to be extra messed up mm-hmm. on insurance? No, no, it doesn't do that. It's just it's trying to teach them good habits early and that's really where i think technology really comes in when you talk about a teen driver is can we teach them early can we use it as a conversation piece you know um for example i had mentioned to you uh when we were first talking about this topic for the show you know we noticed that he had a couple of of rapid braking incidents hard braking and so we talked to him about it it wasn't a what are you doing son you know getting down on him but it's like hey what's going on he said because well, I try to leave space between me and the car in front of me, and people just dodge over into it. And I have to hit the brakes to avoid them, and so it wasn't really highlighting. You know, he was trying to have a good habit, but it opened conversation between him and us. So now we're talking about driving instead of him just doing it, and it does do a lot to give you some warm and fuzzies. Oh, another nice thing too is if it detects any kind of accident or airbag deployment, that same little device that was free from the insurance company. We'll call nine one one for you. So you know, add, wow. add an extra safety feature. You know, us moms and dads, we get mm-hmm. worried about safety. Yes, we so. do. Well, Jeremy, any other thoughts on that um, OBD two or um, anything like that? Well, as as far as safety for teens, I'm not really the authority on that subject. <laughs> okay, safety for Jeremy. Yeah, uh, but I do have an OBD. Uh, uh, Adapter that I hook to my car when I have problems with it, and okay. it, it will tell me if my you know cylinders aren't firing properly. Yeah, and um, I have a question for you, Wilts. When you say uh, it will send messages to your son's phone, will it also send messages to your phone? Yes, uh, and your wife's phone at the same time. Yes. The same messages. Yeah, we get to see we get to see the same things that he's seeing, oh, and it's like good. live, right? Much, it, as it, it happens. happens, live as it happens. Wow. Because it's it's going back via Bluetooth to his mm-hmm. phone and then using his phone cellular to update the app and that's what we're actually seeing. So does it give you like how fast he drives? Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. We get to see the speed. So we you get can to see locations. You could log in right now, even though he's probably in class. Yeah. Uh, Better be in class. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so you can log in right now and see how fast he was going. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, pretty cool. I mean, and and you know, I mean, again, the car has the information. It's just a matter of. And that, that's the whole thing when it comes to any kind of any kind of tech that any of us are dealing with. It's what do you use the information for? It's how you use it. Right. The car is reporting the info. 
the info has been in there for years and years, but I think we're finally starting to get as a society to where we're actually bringing that information out and saying, oh, here's how it's useful. And it's also becoming more affordable to do so. I've seen a right. lot of those little OBD gadgets come out now. There's there's quite a few of them. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Well, we talked about that. We're going to continue our conversation about teen driving safety technology, but let's go to the phone lines right now. Let's talk to Gary from Gulfport. Good morning, Gary. How are you doing? Oh, well, good. Thanks for calling in. What's your question? Well, I have a Galaxy Notebook 3 that's about three years old, and I'm noticing uh, battery issues and uh, a little slowdown. Um, I'm wondering if uh, three years is a good time to replace the battery. Uh, three years, yeah. I would say that's that's probably a decent lifespan. It would be about time to be looking for a new one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And um, when it comes to speeding up the phone, um, you know, um, how do you clean up the apps if you think you got uh, apps that may be uh, running? Because when I do the uh, the um, push the button that allows me to see what, what RAM is being used, I'm seeing that it jumps from uh, about one 1.3 gig to about uh, 2.2 at the most. Mm-hmm. It, it seems to be running a lot more in the background that I didn't even know I, I have running. Uh, you should be able to go in there and close out the individual apps, but if you use the app, like say it's your browser or something like that, if you use it a lot, you're actually making your phone do more work by closing it out and then opening it back up. Um, it says you have an older phone. Exactly how old is your phone? I bought this Galaxy Notebook 3 about three years ago. Galaxy Note 3. Okay. Um I would say that at that point with Android, the way it was, uh, it should pretty much handle the uh, the background apps pretty well for you. Uh, but you do want to go through and close out anything that you're not using to free up any available RAM. Uh, in addition to that, I would caution you against using any kind of cleaner apps because they typically cause more problems than they fix. That's what I thought, too, yeah. That's the same on the iPhone as well. Yeah. If you have any apps on there that are questionable that you don't want that didn't already come on your phone, I would just go in there and remove them completely. That way they don't even have the potential to be running in the background. Yeah, I mean, like, you know, the flashlight app. I like it, but is it necessary? Uh, The Samsung doesn't have a built-in flashlight app? I didn't think it did. I thought I had to do it. I thought this one I had to get. But, uh, so... Just real quick, so I go to settings mm-hmm. and app uh, applications. Yeah, that's on device, I think, or controls. But I'll go to apps. Go go to app. Uh, it's like uh, uh, app uh, usage or app. Uh, no, no, no. You're you're gonna go to actual apps, and then you're gonna like see a list of all the apps you have on the phone, and then go through and find the ones that you don't need. Tap on them, and then hit uninstall. Yeah, apps manager. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And just kind of just go through it and just got them. Yes, sir. And if you run into any that you can't remove, it's either uh, crucial to the functionality of that phone or it was built into it uh, by your carrier. They call it blowware. Okay. All right. And those I got to keep, you're saying? <laughs> yes, sir. All righty. I'll see how that works. And I, I figure a new battery would not be a bad thing to get. Definitely. After three years for a Samsung Note 3, that's yeah, that, that seems like a good good shelf life for a battery. 
All right. Well, thank you, Gary from Gulfport. Thank you for your question. Hope they um, answer your question and you get that fixed. Well, when we come back from break, we'll continue talking with Wilton Jeremy about technology for teens. To join our conversation or to ask any general tech question, give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB Ring. That's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four or online at Everyday Tech at MPB Online. This is Everyday Tech. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilkes and Jeremy, our technology experts. Today's topic is technology for teens. Now, to be a part of our conversation, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 and online at everydaytech at Now, before the break, we were talking about technology that can help your teen drivers stay safe. Now, you guys have some great ideas, but teens now are more connected than ever. Research shows that 90% of teens are online and 73% of teens are on social networks. What are some ways where, that parents can keep their kids safe when they're online? Communication. I, yes. mean, I think one of the biggest, the, the best line of safety for that is just open and honest communication, talking about where they're going, talking about what they're seeing, talking about, you know, just being honest about what are some of the dangers out there. Um, it just seems to me so many times that we just kind of forget and we think, you know, everything's got to be a, a technical product we can buy but i think at the end of the day the first line of defense is just communicating with your kids definitely and you know asking them who it is that they're talking to do they know the people that they're communicating with online in person are these people that you know they're friends with that they've never met i've had a friend since i was 14 years old that lives in washington state I've never met her, but we're really good friends, you know, so it's okay to have long distance friends. Just find out who your kids are talking to. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Yeah, like with us, I mean, you know, um, my my son's just, he's got his little circle and that's pretty much, you know, it. My my, uh, daughter is much more of the social butterfly and, you know, she she wanted to be involved with Facebook and she wanted to do these things. And, and, you know, we pretty much set a, uh, a, a ground rule that the only people that you can be friends with you know, at her age, I mean, you know, again, 13, 14 years old are people that you physically know or that you're related to. I mean, you had to actually know this person. And, you know, um, every now and then we look through a friend's list and just have conversation and say, OK, hey, who is this? Oh, it's so and so's, you know, brother. OK, you know. Well, as a parent, um, how can we go a step further and make sure we're monitoring that? Is there, Are there any apps or any security things that we can do as parents? Well, there are. There's quite a few of them out there. I mean, you know, um, 
your your real basic one is make sure you have passwords to where they're going on into. Um, you know, we're we're pretty strict on that. I mean, I know the passwords to get into my kid's phone. I know the passwords to get into the social media. That doesn't mean I go in there and snoop around onto it, but it's just one of those. If we need to look, we can. Um, there are different apps. I, I'm also kind of a big proponent of be a part of that social circle. You know, I mean, I, you know, my son doesn't like to use Facebook, but he likes to use Instagram. Well, you know, my wife's his friend on Instagram, and we just kind of see, and you know, we try not to, we try not to stick our nose in too much or really disrupt them. But you know, kind of, kind of learn it a little bit yourself. You've got to almost learn the lingo. You do. Well, yeah, I have a question for that. Uh, my 13-year-old blocked me <clears throat> from her Instagram page because I commented on a picture. Burn. And oh, said, how dare you? Um, how cute, cute she was. And I said, oh, my snooky wookie and all that, you know, all, all that stuff. All that good mushy mama exactly. stuff. Mom, what'd you do that but for? But it was She's a precious picture. And <laughs> I, I was offended. And I didn't know how to handle that. Tell me, how could I? I mean, I said, Jordan, you can't block your mom from being your friend on Instagram. That is, oh, my God. Don't do that. Yeah, that's. That's just, not, but that's just you know the expectations. I so, mean, do you, you know. comment um, on your kids' pages, or you just look? Um, probably more so on my daughter's page. We don't comment as much publicly on my son's page because it does kind of irk him, and he talks to us about it. It's like you know, <laughs> you know, it, maybe it's just that boy thing. You know, my daughter is, you know. Um, like I said, that social butterfly. Proud piece. of her family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she'll acknowledge us in public. You know, right. my my son will look at us like through the corner of his eye. Let's know that we're there. Right. But you know, we should be seen and not heard. Right. Um, so yeah, probably not nearly as much on his. But yeah, we comment on hers. Um, I want to say something to your daughter, okay. and that's what you get for adding mama <laughs> to your social media accounts in the first place. Yeah. My mom does it. Wilts. Does your mom do it? Oh, yeah. Is your mom on Facebook? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you I, can't get away from your mother on social media. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's not going to happen. You know, last week in class, it was hilarious. We were talking about um, the the generation gap, I guess, yeah. with the kids and, like, my generation, these kids, all these uh, LMOs and LOLs and all these, uh, what they call them? The uh, acronyms? Uh, yeah, acronyms. I guess. Emojis. So uh, this girl in class said her grandmother or her mother sends her a statement and puts the wrong emoji. I mean, it has nothing to do with what she said. We were cracking up in class. I, I don't even know how to communicate <laughs> through emoji. And my, my kids are fluent in it. I yeah. think we're slowly but surely going back to hieroglyphics. Right. I mean, that's really, yeah. that's really where true. we're heading. And that's when you realize that generation gap. You know, we don't I don't know half of the tech, technical stuff online and all the uh, I said, what is L M A O. I didn't. It took me a long time to figure out that. Right. My daughter's looking at me like, "Really, Ma?" I'm like, "I don't know what that is." I'm. You're IDK. smarter than this, exactly. IDK. <laughs> like I didn't know, but um, it is funny how you see the generations and the um, difference in what they know and what we know, or what we see as important and what they see as important. You know, I realized there was a gap between me and the previous generation when some kid told me I had no chill. And I had to think about what that meant. I was like, no chill. Oh, that means I'm not cool. Oh. <laughs> Does well, it? Yeah. I will say that to Jeremy. Oh, just some kid. And you, know? you look like, wrong. I mean, I'm looking like, sitting here looking like Justin Bieber. You are the coolest right yeah. now. Oh, my God. I'm I get Ed Sheeran more than I get Justin Bieber. <laughs> With the glasses. But thank you. You're welcome. You're I've welcome. gotten the Ed Sheeran thing a lot lately. Like, well, you four know, or five times. He's the new sexy, like so I mean, I would love to. You well, know, I, I, I told her I, I didn't. I wasn't insulted by it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. yes, more and more, I'm getting told that. So you got some chill now. Yeah, 
Maybe I'll okay. just drop this whole computer doctor thing and go be an Ed Sheeran lookalike and make way more money. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, okay. show up at birthday parties and stuff. I know. <laughs> well, guys, back to online safety. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, we're way no, no, no. <laughs> Let's get back around to that. Right. But no, uh, you know, it is unfortunate that we have predators out here that mm. uh, prey on our young. And um, when Jordan, sometimes my daughter would get a message or a DM in her um, message box from someone she doesn't know. And I... I get really antsy about that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't respond to it, but I'm wondering why would someone, you know, DM her that doesn't know her? And what are they talking about? Is it a grown man or I don't know? So these really- days it's probably a bot. It's probably not even a yeah. human being. Um, and by bot, we mean robot. Yeah, like yeah. a robot, like a script that's out there just created to message people and, and probably try to get them to click on a link. Hey, check this out. Look at this. Download this virus. You know, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it's probably not even a human being. Um, I get those. Wilts, you probably get oh those, gosh, too. Yeah. You'll get fake ads on Facebook from people. Um, you can fake see from requests. their... Yeah, you can see their profile pictures that they're uh, not on Facebook for friendship, we'll say. Um, I've been seeing a a big increase in that lately. And PlayStation Network, too. You just get a random ad from somebody, and it's like, who is this? And then you look at the picture, and you're like, oh, okay, delete. Uh, It's weird, though, that they're getting like that. Okay. Well, we have another call from Louisiana. Whitney with a mother comment right up my alley. Good morning, Whitney. Hi. I I don't have any kids of my own. I have uh, nieces and nephews. And I know one thing about teenagers, they hate personal, goofy, sweetie pie comments <laughs> from their parents. Because, you know, they're more likely to talk to their aunt than they are their parents. So stop that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whitney, I will not comment on my daughter's and page I ever again. I would apologize if I were you and say, please put me back and I won't make silly comments anymore. And that way you can keep track. Whitney, you know as a mama, she can't promise that. Exactly. You cannot promise. You don't know what mindset you're <laughs> you going to be in when you see your kid right post something. You those fingers before they press go. <laughs> Thank you, Whitney. I will All think about right. what you said. <laughs> but mommy pays the iPhone bill, and mommy has a right to uh, look at what she's doing. I think I have a right to look at what she's doing. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, she's 13. She's not even supposed to be on social media. That's what I know, said. 13 is yeah. legit. Oh, is 13 legit and, now? And, okay. and that's the thing I think that we need to also probably remind a lot of our, our listeners of as well. You know, once you, you know, you bring up a really good point, Michelle, and that is, you know, um, most 13-year-olds I know don't exactly have a job. <laughs> so No 13-year-old I know has a job. <laughs> yeah. And... So, so we're paying the bills. Mom and dad are paying the bills. Unless, you know, a little bit of real talk on this right now. It's like, okay, yes, I'm paying the bills. I'm the reason you have gas in your car. I'm the reason you have a phone. Um, but something we need to remember when it comes to social media, and that is, is that once you allow your child or once your child takes it upon themselves to establish that Facebook, that Instagram, that Snapchat, those accounts, at 13, they are legitimately entering into a contract. And as a parent, if you tried to contact Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or any of the others out there and said, I need access to my child's account, they're going to tell you, get a lawyer. At 13, they're entered in that contract, and their contract is between that company 
and your child. So your child has entered into a contract and you as a parent do not have a right to override that. I do have a question for you. You mentioned this when we were talking about this subject. You said we need to teach our kids the importance of what they put on there last forever. And um, I got a call from her godmom one time about a picture that she posted. I was, oh my God, I felt so bad because I wasn't monitoring monitoring her account and what she, and again, it opened up dialogue for us to talk about this, but we talked about the picture. I asked her, why did she put that on there? And why did she feel that it's not offensive? You know, mm-hmm. her godmom thought it was. So she called me to talk to my daughter. But again, we were talking about that. These 13, 14 year, year old kids, they're, you know, they're not equipped to have that, you know, that filter yet sometimes. And they don't know, they don't understand how important what they put on out there in the, um, in the world yeah. will stay forever. And I, I think they do. Yeah, I don't think I did when I was 18 and I got a Facebook because I look back at stuff, you know, hey, you posted this eight years ago. Wow, that was stupid. I'm going to go ahead and delete that. You well, know? It's like, I mean, I, t- I tell some of my students up there at home, I tell them, I was like, you know, think about this because a potential employer, et cetera, et cetera, can look at that. You put it out there publicly, and you know, if you're sitting there putting up pictures of you getting out on Friday night and getting drunk and talking about, man, I'm not going to be worth a dang at work on Monday, what would I think as a potential employer? Or if, you know, you're a young lady or a young gentleman putting things up that are not exactly flattering, um, you know, kind of like the rule of thumb we kind of told our kids was if you're not willing to say or show this to your grandmother, Don't it shouldn't it. go on social and media. And it follows you for life. And you're, it does. Uh, you're right about. A lot of employers are looking online and looking at Facebook and Instagram um, accounts and seeing what you're really about. And you can go to yeah. an interview and tell them what th- you want them to know about you. But they can go on Facebook and look at all your past and see how you socialize and what you do. Yeah. And that is really important. We actually need to have training classes for teens about being and resp- adults, and adults. <laughs> being responsible <laughs> online, and, responsibility online. And then also you've got the ability to filter out what's public versus what's just something that your friends see. And I think having discretion in that area would also help a lot because there are things that I will post publicly, hey, missing dog, whatever. But then there are like memes or something like that that I'll find funny that might be slightly inappropriate for somebody to see if they look me up publicly. So I just set that to be friends only. So that's another way that you can kind of, you know, filter those things out. Now, I'm not saying that employers haven't found a way to get around it and that if your Facebook history was printed out, it wouldn't be an easily searchable log of every probably mistake you've ever posted (laughs) online. But it's better than just having it a completely public uh, profile. Okay. Well, when we get back from break, we'll continue talking about how to keep your teen safe while using technology. Wilton Jeremy are standing by to answer your teen tech questions or any general tech questions. So give us a call at one eight seven seven MPB ring. That's one eight seven seven eight six seven two seven four six four and online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. We'll be right back after the break.
Podcasts of your favorite MPB Think Radio programs are available now. With any podcast app, you can search, subscribe, and never miss a second of MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo here today with Woods Couture, information technology expert at Newcore Steel in Jackson and Flowood, and Jeremy Thompson, the owner of Computer Doctors and Phone Surgeons in Hattiesburg. Now, if you're just tuning in, today's topic is technology for teens. We want to, you to be a part of our conversation, so give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 and online at everydaytech.mpbonline.org. So before the break, we were discussing online safety. But let's talk about how technology can help a parent stay connected with their child's classroom. Yeah, I mean, that's just one of those. um, It's just it's so easy to use now. I mean, you know, no longer are we having as parents, grandparents, caregivers having to wait until the, you know, the midterm report and the report card comes out. But you can actually utilize a connected classroom, basically, to be more involved with your child's educational process, your grandchild's educational process, et cetera, to where you can actually jump in there and maybe help head off any potential problems or misunderstandings before they become a problem. Um, You know, we all know we talk a lot about social media follows our kids for the rest of their lives. Well, especially, you know, their progress in school does the same. We want to see successful kids come out of our, you know, come out of our public schools, out of our private schools and get out there and actually be meaningful, you know, engaged in our society. Well, it starts with involved parents right now. And technology is really a great tool to bridge that. And again, stay connected, not necessarily just use it for a hovering point, but really to be involved and to be a part of. And like you were saying, um, you have almost instant access to their grades, to their performance that day, to to whatever it is. So you can nip it in the bud right then. Uh, you know, they can say, oh, I was up up in my room last night studying, but you got an F on that test. So either we need to figure out what's wrong with your study methods or you didn't study. So right. it's it's good to be able to, to see that, to have that liaison to let you know how your kid is doing and then also um class dojo there is an app uh, at least that's the one that's used in my area uh they can use that as an app on their phone to communicate directly with the teacher to find out hey i see he did bad in school today what was the problem and the teacher right. can send right back so it's amazing to have that connectivity without having to wait for parent teacher night or something like that well i have a question on that mm-hmm. um class dojo yes do the teachers have to I think it's all on the teacher if they want to set it up or not. Now, there are probably school system requirements. Maybe some of them are integrated into that. Uh, Where my nieces and nephews are, that that is like a requirement, yeah. Oh, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, our teachers, both of my kids are over at Northwest, and, you know, we got teachers that really, we have teachers that embrace the technology more than others. I mean, we'll get, you know, we hear our kids' phones will go off like, you know, a text reminder. Hey, remember this assignment. Here's a really cool thing. Those same teachers will include mom and dad's number See, on there, I too. Want That's that. pretty cool. And, and you know, and, and again, not going back to, I, I don't want us to focus too much on making technology enabling the helicopter parent. But I think there is a lot to be said for the engaged parent. Um, I, I'll use my son, again, as an example. It's, it's always easy to use, you know, your kids. And... You know, at one point we noticed, you know, he was in the engineering program. He, you know, uh, we're very blessed. They're both very smart. But we noticed that in this one particular math class, he was starting to get really frustrated with it. It wasn't that he was doing bad. He wasn't 
doing his best. And we just noticed that. So, you know, we, we used, and I cannot remember what the program is called out there, but same thing, reach out to, reach out to the instructors like, look, what's going on? Do you see, is there something that we, you know, from what you're seeing from the classroom side, is there something that we can do from the parent side to maybe help out? And, and her bit of insight was, and I don't know about y'all, whenever I was going through school, we didn't have this block stuff. You were in the same subject every dang day. Mm-hmm. And well, now these like you know you may have math on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. The mm-hmm. next week is Tuesday, Thursday. And she said, well, what she was able to see using those tech tools is it seemed like he's logging in and looking at his math assignment the day before it's due. He's getting it done. She uh. goes, but if he would log in and take that extra day and not just look at it the one day, but actually look, you know, if it's due on Wednesday, log in Monday night and Tuesday and work through the lessons. And she kind of explained to us what some of the tools were that were available in there said if he would just look at it differently not necessarily do much different but to just change his habit a little bit mm-hmm. and we may mention that to him he's like well okay he tried that well instantly he even said his frustration went up but that just kind of came down to the technology could show us when he was logging in where he was struggling what the pattern was and us his teacher and him were able to straighten that on out and then you know it relieved his frustration math got easier and i, I don't want to put us uh, certain district out there, but it seems like sometimes, especially the uh, open house, I'm the PTA president at my daughter's school, so I am all about technology and staying connected with the teachers, but some of the teachers seem a little apprehensive about that. I guess they feel that we're doing lessons plan- lesson plans. I have 40 students in my class. I really don't have time. This is what I gathered. Right. I don't have time to be that hands-on with you about just your child. That's what I was trying to ask you, uh, Jeremy. Mm-hmm. Is there a, an easier way for teachers to connect to all of their students' parents? And I wish I could just bring that to some of the uh, teachers. Like for us, is I mean, we use Canvas. Yeah. And Canvas is the same thing that most of the junior colleges use. We have that use, at Jackson State. And most of the colleges mm-hmm. in the state use. I think really, it, purely my opinion, but I mean, I've seen that same frustration. And plus, when I worked at a school district, I saw that same frustration. I think a big piece of it is is that we don't necessarily do a good job of educating our teachers out there to understand the tools that we do have available and make it to where it's easier for them. We I think still we got can, that gap. Yeah, because we, you know, th- there is a generational gap. There is a technology comfort gap. And I think that if we can actually start educating our educators to realize the tools that are at their hand, instead of just giving them tools like, hey, here's your tool, go forth and conquer. Right. You know, if you don't put training along with that, if you don't put some kind of, hey, and look, and here's how it can make your life easier. That's what that's what tech's supposed to do. It's supposed to make your life easier. Not harder. But, right. but you do have those people that look at it as a burden. It's like, oh, well, that's too complicated for me to understand. So, it's again, it's the, it's the problem with that gap between people and, and the yeah. devices. Here's my question. Use. Is it mandatory? That's what I need to probably ask her principal. Is it mandatory for the teachers to use this tool, or is it optional? That's my question. Yeah. I mean, in my experience, a lot of times I think it looks like it's optional, where you have some teachers that embrace it a little bit more um, I could be mistaken on that, but that's kind of the way that I understood it. And I have noticed that the classes that my kids are more successful in are the ones that actually utilize that more. Hmm. And I would also venture to say that probably the teachers that utilize that more may be a little bit less stressed, too, because I don't need to reach out and ask my teacher a question. I can go online. I can look in Canvas. It's actually set up for parents to go in there and look. That takes the bothering 
for lack of a better term, the teacher away and allows us a little bit of self-service. That might be, you know, might be a good way to present it to some of the teachers, too, is like, look, we can actually alleviate some of your headaches. Mm -hmm. And I know that um, I my daughter's in eighth grade and I'm trying to, like you said, give her more responsibility and be honest with me. Do you have a test tomorrow? Do you have a quiz coming up? I ask her that every day. But I would love to know emphatically You're right. and then you tell me then what you can then ex- you can test her be like do you exactly. have a test tomorrow i would love to I know i already that. know the answer i'm going to take this information say, can i can i maybe call some questions out to you can well, i help i love you to do the this? pre-test at home so right. if you pass the test at home then I, you got an a on the test uh at, at school so let's go back to the phone lines we have david on the phone from starkville good morning david good morning how are y'all doing doing great well, i was just Fantastic. up in your neighborhood saturday <laughs> What's your question or comment? Uh, what, were you, what were you doing around Starkville? Oh, man, we had the uh, MSU Honor Band Day. So we were up there uh, over at the university. We got to march at halftime with the uh, with the famous Maroon Band. So. Right on. Uh, well, I had a comment about second education. I'm, I am um, I graduated from high school back in 2003, went back to college in 2010, 2011, just finally started college. Um Y'all mentioned that, you know, we don't train the teachers on how to use the technology. As someone who is involved in technology, I think it's actually more like we don't know how to use the tool yet. It's like using the back end of a screwdriver to nail a nail in. You know, it works. I've done that. I out how to use the <laughs> yes. uh, and I, I point to Canvas as uh, I've, I've got like three classes, four different, uh, three different teachers. One of them, the poor lady just... I've got quizzes from other courses in there. Like everything is missing or late as far as the grade. Yeah. Everything's on time. Everything's good. You know, um, but that's—I I don't think we've really figured out how to use that tool just yet. My question is for a little younger age group. I saw in Walmart the other day, supposedly a kid-friendly router by Disney of all people, and it's supposed to have like a lot of. Um, child monitoring stuff kind of baked into it. Do y'all know anything about that? We are actively Googling is that, now. Um, is, that, is that Circle? Circle with Disney. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's it. It looks like a little pink orb or something to that effect, I want to say. That looks like a white cube. And I'm telling Disney could change it constantly. It's, uh, you know, depending on what the House of Mouse is doing this week. Sure. <laughs> I have heard actually very positive about the uh, the you know the Disney interaction in there, um, I think it's also teamed up a lot with like you know ABC Family. So there seems to be some. Uh, I've heard positive on it. Now, in all honesty, I do not have personal experience with it though. It's supposed to be able to uh, limit your time uh, on certain websites and filter content, of course, uh, and it does work on uh, your Androids and your iOSs as well. Um, Let's see. It looks like it got about three and a half stars on Amazon. Just a just a quick glance here. Um, it's probably okay. Um, it, it depends on just exactly what you want to do with it. As far as uh, filtering content goes, that is an uphill battle all the time. So I'd be impressed to see just exactly how it handles that. All right. Well, I appreciate it very much, gentlemen. Yes, all right, sir. David, take care now. Thank you, David. All right. Um, well, we're going to go to break right now, and then when we come back, 
We're going to um, continue talking about things that keep our team safe when using technology. Now, again, don't forget, Wilton and Jimmy are standing by to answer any of your team tech questions. So give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 And online at everydaytech at mpbonline.org. Now, if you like to listen to past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast podcast. It's very simple. When you log on to our website, there's a little purple button that says subscribe. If you click it, you'll be on your way to having MPB's Everyday Tech at your fingertips. Stay tuned for more Everyday Tech right here on MPB Think Radio. If you're a sustaining member of MPB Think Radio, we appreciate your support of our programs. To become a sustainer, go to mpbonline.org. Welcome back. You're listening to Everyday Tech. I'm Michelle McAdoo with Wilson Jeremy. Now, if you're just joining us, we've been talking about technology for teens. We're still taking your comments and questions at one eight seven seven mpb ring That's one 672 7464 And online at Everyday Tech at MPB Online. So we've discussed different ways to keep your teens safe while driving and online. We also talked about ways to stay connected with their child's classroom without being too overbearing. So, fellas, it sounds like what we're saying is that communication is the foundation. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah. I think so. And Definitely. it sounds good, too. <laughs> communication is the foundation. I like that. I, I like mean, it, too. And But at the end of the day, that, that's what technology is really supposed to be. That's what all of these devices surrounding us are really, at the end of the day, meant to do. They're meant to keep us more connected, keep us more in communication. Why do we have these devices in the cars? Well, they're to help us communicate with the dangers that are around us and communicate back to us any dangers we may be, you know, backing, you know, what are backup cameras for us for communicating safety dangers? What is Internet monitoring for us for, you know, communicating Internet dangers? So it's all about communication. You know, um, one of our coworkers here was telling me that he has an app on his phone, and sometimes we're sitting in his, in his office and he's talking, and he'll say, wait a minute, and turn to his phone, and he'll say, my daughter just made it home. I'm like, wow. You know, my daughter just made it to her friend's house, or she just left school. What type of apps are available for parents to see exactly where their child is at all times? That's a good question. <laughs> That's either like a smart lock on the front door, uh, they, they, she puts her code in, and then it tells him that she sent her code out there. Uh, or it could be geofencing, which is the uh, an app that would be um, it would be designated like say your home is geofenced. Okay, so when the app detects that you're in that geographic coordinates, it sends a message to uh, the phone of the owner. Uh, telling them uh, that that person has entered that that area. Okay, and Java just told us Life 360. Mm-hmm. Life 360 is another. I think oh, I'm going to okay. get that. And um, like you said, if I your know child, quite a few parents are used that okay, one. they're supposed to be in math class right now, and they're not. You get an alert uh, or anything, just you know, just to keep us uh, um, feeling comfortable about where our children are at all times. Right now, one thing to remember from the tech side, whenever you're running something that's watching that closely. It does mean battery. A lot of battery. It's a lot. That means the GPS is running constantly, so you will probably significantly impact. It's not that it's not. It's just it's one of those things to remember. 
keep your phone charged because once it goes, once it discharges, then it's totally, you know, Useless. out the door. <laughs> okay. Know. But yeah. Okay. So we're going to go back to the phone lines uh, before the show is over and talk to Tyrone from Clinton. Good morning, Tyrone. Good morning. What's your question or comment? Yes, I have a question. I have a Galaxy Note 3, and when I take a photo or do a video, it gets that little rip on there, and I lose it immediately after I do it. So I was wondering if there's an app or is there a way to go in and correct that issue. When you say a rip, what do you mean? You know, like when you go back and you try to retrieve a photo, Mm -hmm. and it has a little, looks like a, a... picture icon but it's ripped ah okay so open up the photo or the video now if i screenshot my photos mm-hmm. they'll go ahead and and upload to the phone and then i they automatically sync with my uh google but if not then i lose it altogether. now i can't do it at all with a video so is there some way to correct that um that sounds like there's a problem either with the camera itself or with the app what about your selfie camera? Can you take pictures with it? Selfie camera? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've never used it. Okay, try try your front-facing camera and see if it works. If it works, then I'm going to say that you probably have a bad rear-facing camera. If the front-facing camera also won't work, then there's either a problem with your Android installation and you might need a factory reset. But before you do that, I would go in and look at your actual camera app and try to clear the data and the cache and see if that doesn't fix the problem. Okay. Now, you get, you would go into your apps, and then you would tap on that app, and then there should be an option. It might say data or something like that. You tap on that, and then clear the data and clear the cache. Okay. Clearing both, if, if your front-facing camera does not work, sh- mm, it might fix that problem. You might have to factory reset, though. Something sounds like it's been corrupted in Android. Okay, okay. And one other question. Mm-hmm. Uh, with that, if I wanted to change the operating system on there, in other words, update it to, say, like Nougat, mm-hmm. I know the cutoff last time they did an update, the cutoff was with the Galaxy Note 4. How would I be able to, if I wanted to uh, install a new uh, operating system on there, I heard something about jailbreaking or how that process works. I'm not familiar with it, though. On an Android phone, you'd be talking about rooting your operating system, and that can be quite difficult to do. That's definitely beyond the scope of a, a simple phone call. Um, it would it would it would depend on what options are available for the Note 3 outside of what Samsung has provided. It is possible, but I would say uh, with the trouble that you're going to have to go through to, to get it done, you might just be looking at getting a, a, a new phone to get the newer operating system. Uh, okay. Because, see, that one, that one came with Jelly Bean on it, which means it's it's not going to... The likelihood of it jumping up to the newer standards, it's it's not likely. You'd so probably... If, I'm sorry? So even if you root it, it won't be able to be done? Um, it, it's possible, but I, I, I would have to research it. If you could send us an email, I could get back to you on this issue. But, again, rooting phones can be like pulling teeth. So... Uh, if you'd send us an email, everydaytech at mpbonline.org, I can help uh, figure that out. What I need to know is your carrier and uh, the model number of your phone. 
Thank you so much, Tyrone. Thanks for calling in. All right. You know, before we go, I want to say this. It was a study that Northwestern found that children with tech-obsessed parents were more likely to become dependent on various technology as they grew up. And I just want to say it's sometimes good to disconnect, correct? Yes. So we need to let these kids understand that it's not all about technology. We're all about tech and we love our technology, but we are big proponents of disconnecting. Yes. Absolutely. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us today on Everyday Tech. If you missed part of the show or want to hear past episodes, you can listen on our website at mpbonline.org slash everydaytech or subscribe to our podcast. Our board operator was Java Chapman and our phone screener was Jared Hallman. For Woods Couture and Jeremy Thompson, I'm Michelle McAdoo. Stay tuned for the original Southern Remedy with Dr. Rick DeShazo at 11. And join us next week at 10 a.m. for more Everyday Tech. This is MPB Think Radio.